Welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it is Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I am doing okay. Uh, it's not a great day over here where I live. Uh, it's been, you know, low 40s and raining literally all day. It's just, you know, one of those days where you want to call in sick, uh, throw mm-hmm. on your pajamas, flop down on the couch and play video games until it's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But sadly, couldn't do that. So, uh, you know, but, you know, this is a highlight. We're here. We got so much t- stuff to talk about. It's going to be a very long podcast this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going it's to be pretty fun. Uh, if you missed last week's uh, lengthy podcast as well, uh, we had Chase on last week uh, from the Next to Nothing podcast. You can check them out on Twitter at NTNPod as well. Um, yeah, I've had a bad week, um, but up until today, things got, got better. Um, I received my Red Dead Redemption 2 six days late. And by six days late, I mean I received it today. Um no idea what happened um but uh yeah just no didn't have the post in um or the postman kind of came around and stuff like that and, and delivered to other people but uh yeah he didn't have read it on him for for six days but now i've got it um and uh it's yeah i'll talk about that in a minute uh what if well, speaking you... of Red Dead, before you get it, we get into it. Okay. Um, I've seen a few posts on a couple of the sites. Uh, turn HDR off because apparently they haven't gotten that patched yet, and it just eats frame rates. Hmm. Okay, I'm not sure if mine's switched on or off, but uh, I will have a look at that. Um, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, I've been doing more of the Fallout 76 beta. Uh, definitely you gotta get on YouTube and look up helps for a few things because I was missing a bunch of stuff I didn't even know that I was missing. Um, not in terms of like, you know, items or anything like that, just functions and features that they didn't explain and I hadn't figured out. Uh, I'm still definitely not gonna buy it at launch. I'm probably gonna get it like after the new year. Okay. Uh, let them get everything patched out and sorted out and get the, some things rolling. When is the game uh, released? Two weeks. Okay, I've, yeah, the release date just went out of my head completely, so. Yeah, because they had the, last week is when the Xbox got the head start on the beta, this week it's PS4 and PC, and then it's either next week or week after is when it officially launched, it's the 12th or the 16th, I honestly don't remember which one. Wow, so Fallout, Spyro, and Hitman all coming out within three days of each other. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, you, said, you just said the 12th for, uh fallout spyro is the 13th and hitman is either the 13th or the 14th so hey cool stuff to play um yeah. and they're all very different games so um yeah it's uh, it's good for, for options and stuff um cool anything else you want to talk about with that with, with stuff you've been playing uh i mean i've been i consider what i've been doing with state of the k2 a job now until the next dlc comes out i'll, I'll put oh. in a half hour of uh of a daybreak just to keep it rolling along but that's you know really all i've been playing of that lately um outside of that really haven't had a whole lot of time to play games cool um so yeah in between the time i've been waiting for red dead and and last week uh jumped back into zelda um it it was interesting because i was i like you know loaded the game press continue and all that stuff and uh i was just on this hill uh i was next to a a um trial thing um yeah, I believe that's what they're called. Uh, I was one, I was next to one of them, and I was like, okay, I think I remember the controls. So I just basically pressed each button like once, 
Um, and then I was like, oh yeah, that's how I play. And then I was just kind of off again. Uh, so it was, it was really good to kind of have that because certain games, I remember with um, Witcher 3 when I hadn't played it for like, I don't know, two, three, maybe four months. And then I came, I, I like had the time, went back into it. And uh, yeah, I, I, you know what I mean? Like sometimes when you go back, when you go back to a game after a little bit, you're like, oh yeah, what, what's the controls? And then you just sort of press a couple of buttons here and there. Uh, same thing kind of happened with Spider-Man. Like I, I'd finished the game and then went back for the uh, heist DLC and uh, just kind of, I, I remember the controls a bit better because it had only been like three weeks or, or four weeks or so for, for Spider-Man. So it was a bit more like fresh in my memory. Uh, but it's kind of interesting when that happens and you have to kind of learn uh that sort of stuff has that ever happened to you uh yeah i mean every now and then i'll go back to a game and that muscle memory will just kick in yeah yeah um it really just depends on the complexity of the controls right which is the problem that i always had with witcher 3 is not that you know it's a good game or a bad game it's just the the controls were so unique that it Mm. never really clicked with any other muscle memory because usually what i'll do like it'll be close enough to some other game Right. That uh, it'll it'll click in because I mean the games obviously aren't the same but they tend to use the same buttons for the same functions. Mm-hmm. Like most games use trigger to shoot, and most games use uh, you know A to jump or any something like that, and so you can you can click through that eventually fast enough. But you know Witcher never did that for me, so that was always you know the uphill battle to climb. Yeah, um, but yeah, it was interesting to kind of jump back into Zelda and. Uh... I, I'd forgotten that I'd done this, but I would uh, I was spotting a bunch of the towers around the map, and because uh, I'd jumped back into the game, I had these, like, bun- a bunch of markers just, just kind of lying around, and I had, like, some trials near me, so I basically just kind of picked up and just went straight off with it again, and, uh, yeah, it was it was a great kind of jumping back in experience. Uh, obviously, I've kind of jumped, out, jumped back out a bit, because uh, to play Red Dead 2. Uh, so my impressions of Red Dead 2, um, and I'll, I'll just give a bit of information that, because uh, I usually do first impressions videos for, like, some of the games I care more about and, and stuff like that, like, uh, you know, Spider-Man and, and Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. Um, for Red Dead Redemption 2, if I had done a first impressions video, it would have been the first three hours, because um, the first three hours are kind of like the tutorial, basically, until you reach the camp. Uh, I really don't think that's a spoiler. Uh, until you reach the camp, you're sort of uh, it's kind of linear because you're sort of going along with these like story beats, and you uh, like someone says to Marston, like uh, not Marston, um, Arthur Morgan. Someone says to him like, "Oh, come over here with me and hunt," and then like, "Oh, let's uh, rob this train or something." And you're slowly introduced to each different element, like how to rob the train, how to ride your horse, how to hunt with the bone arrow, how to shoot with the pistol and take cover and get into fights. And it it slowly introduces you to all that stuff. And I think it does it at a very good pace. I think one of the I think things with it is because there's so many things to introduce you to and to sort of bring you back into the world of Red Dead after eight years is like hey do you remember how to do this well we slightly changed it but like here's how you're gonna do it and then it's like hey here's like three hours of of that stuff but none of it feels like boring none of it feels like oh you're showing me another new thing it's like oh I've got the hang of that I'll do this next story bit which again is interesting because I find the characters interesting and the story is interesting so far um, and then it's like, hey, you just learned how to do this. You seem good at that. You'll probably go back and do it later, obviously. And then it's like, hey, now you learn how to do this instead. Um, and it kind it kind of like slowly teaches you, so it doesn't like throw things at you. Uh, and like here, here's how to hunt and shoot and do this all at the same time. Um, but no, the game's uh, 
gorgeous and beautiful. Um, it it does this interesting thing that I've not, uh, at least to my memory, I've not really seen in games before, where it does these kind of like gameplay into cinematic sort of structure. Like, um, what's it like? Uh, I was doing this bit where uh, this guy said, "Oh, take this gun and uh, go over to this train and keep an eye on these people." And you're sort of standing there in the group and you're looking at the train and uh, the gate, because my immediate response was walk forward to like, you know, push left forward to walk towards the uh, train. I, I noticed in the bottom right hand corner it said uh, push up to um, like take the pistol and then that was all sort of one motion because I sort of walked forward and then he took the pistol and then I had it and then I was just off on the thing. Um but it was an interesting bit where like I, I was free to sort of do what I wanted for a minute. And then, like, I walked forward and Arthur sort of climbed himself onto the train. And then uh, it sort of gave me control again. So it sort of gives you a bit of control. And then when it gets into, like, more cinematic stuff, it sort of takes control from you. But then it shows you, like, why the game looks really good and stuff. Uh, does that all make sense? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, but, yeah, it, it does that really well. And it's something, yeah, I can't remember when I've last sort of seen that before. Uh, and it sort of does, you know, when films or, or something... Um, sort of do that narrow cinematic kind of uh, angle for things. It, it sort of does that sometimes and you're kind of just going along with it. Uh, but it flows really well with all with all that kind of stuff. Um, there was one particular bit where um, the game said, hey, if you hold R1, you can stop the cart that you're in. I stopped it and then the guy said, um, like, oh, we're going to go into this woods bit. If you turn right here, we can go there and we are at the camp. And the game like wasn't moving for a second, and I was like, "Am I supposed to be waiting for something? Am I supposed to get off or go forward?" And then I was like turning the camera on to see what was going on, and I had to wait for this guy. Maybe I just like didn't hear what the guy said or something, but because um, yeah, maybe he said like, "Hey, we have to wait up for so and so," but I maybe just didn't hear him or something, because uh, I was like reading the dialogue of how to stop. And then he got on, and then we we uh, pushed forward anyway. Um, so yeah, that's roughly my I guess in podcast uh, first impressions of the first like couple of hours. Um, obviously i'm still very very early in the game i'm sure there's more for me to learn how to do uh, i just got like into the camp and learned like okay what is all this stuff what does it do where is it uh and i was kind of off on my first little mission kind of thing so yeah i'm enjoying it so far really good um and yeah i will obviously continue to play more uh so i think that's all the pre-talk what we've been playing kind of section uh now we're going to move into some housekeeping so we'll see you in a minute for that Today's sponsor is Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus. If you would like to get help with trying to lose weight, this might just be the solution that you're looking for. With a range of products that include shakes, boosters, capsules and more, get started today. All you need to do is click on the Kirsty Legister's Juice Plus link in your show notes or description on iTunes or on the website. Go over to her Facebook profile Send her a Facebook message and get started with the program today. Today's second sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. 
that's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment and then all you need to do is support us at the one dollar level tier that will get you access to all of the ad free podcasts that we've done in in the past and get you access to all the ad free podcasts in that month as well so it's a great way to support us on entertainment talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad free podcasts as always thank you very much for listening back to the show Okay, so this week on Entertainment Talk, <coughs> excuse me, uh, last week the uh, Good Place had just another fantastic episode uh, with, 30, with uh, episode 305, of course 306 will be released tomorrow so I will podcast on that as well, uh, but no, the show's really, just it just cracked me up last week and it was very fun to do that podcast, uh, not saying I don't have fun on the others, but this is, you know, a comedy, so it's more intended for that, so um, that was really fun as well. Uh, Walking Dead is still continuing with uh, with his episodes in season nine, so that's been kind of interesting. Uh, so, so yeah, that's been for season nine on, on Wednesdays with David. So that's been some fun. Uh, what else are we doing? Uh, Legends of Tomorrow came back recently for season the season four premiere, uh, which was very fun. It's kind of the comic relief of of all those shows, I, I would say. If you were to sort of, I mean, Supergirl, I mean, not quite anymore, but um, Flash and Supergirl used to kind of be the sort of light-hearted stuff, and Flash still kind of does that to a degree. Uh, Supergirl has essentially stopped doing that, but Legends is kind of the comedy one, would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, like, the others are just doing their own kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, all four of the shows that we're going to cover for that Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Flash, and Black Lightning have all returned now for their for their new uh, seasons. So you can follow us along with doing those. Uh, what else is there? Uh, I did yesterday record a uh, podcast for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I've edited it and put it together, uh, but I'm going to put that out next week. Uh, so look out for that next week. Um, then yeah, uh, recent film reviews, we have like Halloween, the, if you in, if you enjoyed Halloween yesterday and you were wondering what our sort of content would be, uh, well, I did review the Halloween film a few weeks ago, it just was like a bit early for Halloween itself, but uh, yeah, it was a great film, the Michael Myers return, so that was pretty fun as well, but uh, yeah, Walking Dead, Gaming Talk, DC shows, uh, and The Good Place, and some film reviews is what we got going on at the moment on entertainmenttalk.org, or the podcast platform of your choice. Uh, now we're going to get into some news. Okay, what would you like to talk about first? Well, you brought up uh, Red Dead, a uh, yep. little article from CNET. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 has the highest grossing opening weekend of any game ever. Almost $1 billion in worldwide sales. Uh, topped out at about $725 million for the opening weekend. Um, the largest pre-order for the full game was on the PlayStation Network. And as well as the biggest one-day uh, full-game sale was on the PlayStation Network. So clearly, all the money that uh, PlayStation spent to get Rockstar as tagged with their advertising yep. uh, paid off. Yep. Yeah, it's um, good stuff. Which, yeah, and uh, Red Dead 2 beat out the previous number one, which was, of course, uh, Grand Theft Auto V, also made by Rockstar. Uh, which earned a little over one billion in the first three days, <laughs> and the seven seven twenty five in 
a day is not bad. Um, I don't know if it'll break that one billion in three days because mm. you got to figure pretty much everybody that wants it uh, has it at this point. At least yeah. that's going to own it. Yeah. Uh, so can we call Rockstar the Disney of video games? I would, more the Marvel movie of video games. I guess, but it's all you know. Disney owns everything anyway, so. <laughs> uh, true yeah. enough. They'll buy it. They'll buy a Rockstar one day. So, um, yeah. Uh, but no, because they, of course, got Star Wars, Disney, and Marvel, so that's kind of, uh, but yeah, they're kind of the, the, the Disney of video games, even though, um, Rockstar releases a product once every 10 years, and, uh, and, um, what's it, uh, Disney releases quite, quite a few things now per year, so, because mm-hmm. uh, next year, um, yeah, next year's gonna be crazy for Disney, because they got Star Wars Episode Nine, uh, Avengers 4, Spider-Man, Homecoming, Captain Marvel, uh, Frozen 2, I think. Toy Story 4. Um, and yeah, wreck Ralph 2 is is out in, in a few months or, or a couple of weeks or something. So, yeah, they're going to have a good 2019. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what do, you, what do you think of this? I mean, I've always said that, you know, it's a game that I'll probably play at some point, and I really wish that I liked the first one, but it never really clicked with me. But mm-hmm. I'm never one to, you know, wish somebody you know, not success or to crap on somebody's success. So obviously they put a lot of effort into, you know, the game. They put a lot of time into the game. It's been a right. very long time since uh, Red Dead 1. I mean, that was a previous generation game. I mean, so we're like five years into this generation. So we're uh, long. I mean, it's been six, seven years in terms of sequels. So When was um, you know, uh, L.A. Noir? That was, bef- was, that was before GTA 5, right? Yeah, that was before GTA Five. Yeah. Um, I don't know when that released, but that did get a re-release. Um, and it's it's a good game. I mean, if you yeah. haven't played it, definitely play it. Uh, but it's one of those games that there's not a whole lot of uh, replayability in that game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty much a one and done game. So it's perfect for a rental service. I really wish that uh, there was a decent rental service that I could do games like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, Boomerang doesn't do. Uh... Outside of UK, which is unfortunate. Maybe one day they'll expand. Uh, so. And GameStop ended their initial trial in that. And that's yeah. one of the ones that I would have actually done. So mm-hmm. I've had a lot of friends message me this week about like, hey, what's this rental thing you keep talking about? How do I get it? And I'm like, uh, here you go, sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, but no, it's it's great that, I mean, like, like I said, I've only seen 5% to maybe two percent of this game so far but i can already see where the effort's been put in uh which is i guess still a strange thing to me for me to say because i still have uh, god knows how many hours left of the game um but yeah like i kind of said even with only the first uh three maybe four hours i've i've seen and played um yeah i can see the effort it's paying off very well it's you know it's it's a great game so uh yeah Yeah. congratulations rockstar so. Also, an, another quick tip for Red Dead. This came in from one of the uh, uh, Facebook groups that I was in. It's not a spoiler, okay. but um, apparently you can play the game after the story is over. But the tip I that came so. in that said that finish all your upgrades for like satchels and everything like that before you finish the story mission because apparently you can't do any of that stuff after the story mission. So Oh, it's one of them kind of finish it before you continue yeah sort of like finish like like the satchel upgrades for like increased carrying capacity and things like that finish all that that small character upgrade stuff 
uh, before you finish out the, the final story mission. Because apparently you can play onward past that, but for whatever reason, it doesn't let you do those upgrades. Hmm. There was a weird thing with that in Spider-Man when I got to the last level and it was like, hey, you might want to upgrade before you do this mission. Uh, but it still let me upgrade during the mission. Yep. It was weird. But anyway. Makes it, no sense. Yeah. It's not a problem. So, uh, Cool. What else do you want to talk about? Well, TwitchCon was over last weekend, so we've got the highlights for that. Um, I, this is kind of on a personal side, but I love like really, really obscure jokes. Like okay. the jokes that are so obscure that you need like a Venn diagram and to kind of like track it like a flowchart. Okay. Uh, Twitch CEO Emmerich Shear set the tone for the fourth annual TwitchCon early summary. Uh, early, according to the article that I'm reading, he summarized his keynote with a single sentence: "Today you're going to hear me say the word community 46 times." <laughs> Which, for those people that don't know, that's a dig at Steve Ballmer at one of the E3s that he did, where he said the word developer like. 46 times and most of them were in a row there's like if you just put in steve ballmer developer you'll find that clip of that and he'll, he just says it like 15 times in a row and like 50 times during his speech so hmm. you just gotta love that as a, just like as a really obscure joke um so anyway past that here is the highlights for it uh, first up is squad streaming uh twitch streamers who regularly play games like fortnite PUBG, destiny 2 the what like uh uh, you know, they're all streaming together, but their content is split between multiple streams, and viewers never get to see the whole show. With squad streaming, uh, Twitch is hoping to change that. They're going to be able to let streamers, quote-unquote, squad up and simultaneously uh, simultaneously share all four of the broadcast feeds in a single view. So what I'm guessing is is that it's going to take... You're going to have to like sign up and like have people on your, quote-unquote, squad so that when you're playing the game together it'll like overlay and do like all four uh, streams. Like some podcasts that do on, uh, on Twitch to where they bring in multiple feeds and then you see the one camera feed from everybody. They're going to do that only with the game ones. Okay. Yeah. I've, yeah. I, Cause, um, Chase did, uh, the next to nothing on, uh, on Twitch. Um, he sort of get, got the, um, like pictures of, of everybody or like the cameras and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, recorded it that way. I know that there's loads. I think like that's how kind of funny and and some of those other shows um, do do some of their stuff through through OBS. I think. I think that's done through OBS. Um, the only one that I know of that does it is uh, Co-optional, uh, Total Biscuit Soul Podcast, which is uh, wife Gemma Stillman maintains. I heard about that this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I gotta admit, that's a, it's. I can understand them doing that. It's a great honor to him, but it is a little depressing every now and then when uh, they tweet out from the Total Biscuit account, and then it takes me a second. I'm like, oh yeah, he's not alive anymore. Yeah. Um, um, hey, at least it, it's good that they're still keeping the uh, podcast alive and stuff. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's nice. Um, uh, the next thing, which is something that uh, hopefully dies quick and goes away is that you're, they can add Snapchat filters to your Twitch uh, video camera now, which, dear God, help us all. No, no thank you. <laughs> yeah, h- hard pass on that. Uh, but according to, uh, a cu- a custom, according to the article, there's going to be a custom Twitch extension. Uh, streamers will all be, in- be able to integrate their Snapchat channel and their Snapchat filters into their streams. And quickly moving on, uh, apparently... Uh, Twitch wants more interactive because they're starting up their own video game called Twitch Sings, 
which is I'm guessing is a virtual karaoke bar for the host. Okay. Uh, I don't really know have anything to say anything past that. I mean, it's huh. it's karaoke for Twitch. I'm trying to imagine what that even looks like, and I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about, how about you? What do you think? I don't know. I mean, that's at least from where I live and where I grew up, karaoke is something that you do when you're bored and you want to be out with your friends, but you also want to have a good time and be really, 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 really drunk at the same time. Um, trust me, drunken karaoke is quite the thing over here where I live. So Yeah. Cool. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about this? or? Now we can move to the the next thing, which is cool. the Twitch highlight editor. So they're going to introduce an updated and more robust uh, uh, editor um, to do like highlights and uh, you know funny bits and uh, wins and fails and whatnot. Okay, because uh, I, I know that you can highlight a video and then like export bits and pieces to YouTube. Because uh, that's actually what I used to do. Um, or what I still do. Um, I still want a way to put those pieces of video together because YouTube got rid of their thing, Windows Media yep. Player, which I know sounds cheap, but it it did that job because you could literally just click Add Video, put this in, Add Video, put this in, and then save it. Which is, it's, yeah, it sounds basic enough. Which is the the only thing I wanted it to do. Uh, on YouTube, you could just go to like Video Manager. You would go to like Edit, and then it would have a list of your videos, and you'd simply just click on Add. Uh, like there would there would be a little plus button on top of one of the videos, and then I would label something like I don't know Crash Bandicoot one two three, and then I would just click on one two three, save new video, and then there you go. Uh, why you would get rid of that YouTube? I don't really know. Um, and that's because they got some sort of uh, creator studio beta, but I ne I never found that in there. So I don't know. It was it was really simple. You just went into Video Manager and you clicked on Edit and yeah, I don't know why they took that away. So well, that's exactly what's coming back. Is oh, cool. uh, starting in January, the editor will be updated with tools that let streamers pull together multiple moments from a stream into a short best of highlight clip. So you'll be able to go through your Steam, you know, pick your moments, bang, bang, boom, bang, boom, merge it all into one, and boom, you're done. See, it's so it's how simple is that? Like you just click on, you know, I yeah. Um, but no, thank so, you. so this is on Twitch. You said. Yeah, this is going to yeah. be for Twitch, but I'm assuming that once the actual video video gets done, you'll be able to download it and export it and then upload it to YouTube or whatever. So uh, expect a whole slew of uh, new channels with best of and highlights for streams. Cool. And, we'll and the the final one we got, uh, which is kind of the big one for people that are starting up their stream or have like really, really popular streams, is there's going to be updated community management tools. So starting in January, mods and uh, hosts of the channel will be able to click on a username and see how long that person has been on Twitch, huh. how many messages they've sent, how many bans and times out they've gotten. <laughs> and, and these profiles will also have a small mod-only community tab that will let the mods leave comments to each other about users' behavior, behavior, allowing them to call out troublemakers ahead of time. Uh, Twitch will also be introducing VIP, VIP badges as a way for streamers to recognize members of the community without going so far as to make them a moderator. So we've got like okay. a mid-tier between general user and moderator so that we can highlight, you know, the people that make the funny jokes in the chat and give them like a little VIP status versus actually make them a mod. 
Nice. Cause that, that will make you feel like more of a community member. Um, mm-hmm. Like if you go on a really popular person's stream, like a kind of funny or I don't know, whoever you want to watch, um, and then they, they give you that, it will yeah make you feel more included. It's a bit like in... Uh, I think Overwatch recently, where uh, if somebody like heals you a lot in the game, you can give them. I can't remember what it's called exactly. Sportsmanship. Sportsmanship afterwards, uh, and yeah, it makes you feel makes you feel good. So, uh, so it's always nice. Um, did did do they have a date on the video merger thing? January. Okay, so that's not too far away. Um, yeah, a couple months. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, instead of me releasing parts one and two and three as individual videos, you'll see what you used to see, which is an actual edited video. Uh, I've just not had any other option between uh, now and when that was that change was made. So um, yeah, thank you Twitch. That would be that would be really cool. And that's what I used to record the, the videos. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be great. Cool. How, how about you with the uh, mixer and stuff? How's all that going? I haven't really had a chance to get into that. That's one of those things where I need to be able to take a day and just sit down and dig into it because the they've got uh, the you know the light stream thing, which is supposed to be like their integrated OBS, um, and I haven't really held had the need to download or uh, you know export videos for anything because I mean I have a YouTube channel, but I don't really do anything with it. I think I put like five videos up in the four years that I've had it as like an actual separate gaming channel outside of like the the channels that I follow and watch and all that other stuff. Um, I might start doing that here soon, but that's one of those things that it's, it's on the back list. Cause first I got to get a better computer. Right. Um, black Friday's coming up in three weeks. And so there's a, turns out that one of like the warehouse places that, you know how, I don't know if they do this in the UK, but over here in the U S there's websites like, Tiger Direct and Newegg and Fries and whatnot that are just like giant warehouses for components that you can buy parts and stuff like that. Well, apparently, I'm like from where I work at, there's a, a warehouse for Newegg three blocks away. Okay. Which I did not know. That's cool. And so, you know, if I can do a, a same day pickup or, or a will call and save myself that extra 50 bucks in shipping, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I've, I've got the new build mostly specced out. It's just a matter of saving up the money and spending the money. That's, honestly, that's the hardest part is spending the money. Because I'm looking you know, yeah. to drop at least $1,000 on my build. And that's not even like a high-end build. It's just mm-hmm. it's going to be better than what I've got and be able to do more. And then once I get into that, then I'll probably be able to start doing more stuff. Cool. Cool. Um. Yeah, cool. I think that's all the stuff we want to talk about here. Uh, mm-hmm. What else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, the next big story is uh, the EA. The head of EA um, had a little thing to say about the next generation of consoles. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Microsoft has already confirmed that it's working on multiple SKUs. Given the way they set up their platform, I'm not going to call it a next generation. Um, but we do know Sony's going to come out with a fifth generation console sooner or later. Right. Um, I'm trying to find the exact quote here. Uh, uh, Wilson, who's the head of EA, said uh, he's seeing he's going to see a lot more in uh, streaming as opposed to thing. Uh, there are a few. Here's a quote: There are a few articles out there, a few rumors, and a little little hearsay as to what the new consoles are and when they might be coming out and what they might be. I don't think that we're in a position today to have a conversation about that, but just know that we've worked with Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo for many years, and we look forward to working with them for many more years in the future. Even if we all collectively seek to move, 
either some portion of all of our experiences to the cloud. So he's kind of hinting that the next, like, quote-unquote generation of games are going to be a lot more cloud-based. Uh, now, we're going to see that a little bit if and when Crackdown 3 ever comes out. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why it's been delayed so many times is that was one of the things they hyped up during one of the E3s was that they were going to offload a lot of the computing uh, physics for, like, all the destruction off onto the cloud servers mm-hmm. and then just stream that visual in, which, if that works, that could, like, amp things up to, like, movie-quality-level CGIs. But that's one of those things that you just got to have your tech down pat yes. if you don't uh, um, have it working right. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this next like wave of consoles or whatever uh, you want you want to call them. Um, I still myself stick with the term of next generation. Um, well, with the the PS5, we can call it the next generation because you know there's going to be hardware changes. I mean, yeah. even the PS4 Pro won't play a 4K disc, which makes no sense considering Sony is the one that pushed you know the Blu-ray format, which mm-hmm. eventually merged into the 4K. Uh, so you know there's going to be some hardware changes. Um, and that's also going to come into backwards compatibility. Whatever console upgrade Microsoft comes out with next, it's going to play everything past that because they've already got their backwards compatibility set up, locked down, and working like an uh, Italian sports car. I mean, we're talking, you know, original generation Xbox games that you can buy, download, and play on the Xbox One, and through whatever magical wizardry engineering they've done, it automatically uprises it a bit. I mean, it's not a full, like, 4K, you know, HD remake, but if you look at the original graphics for the uh, original Xbox games and how they show up on the Xbox One, there is a notable graphical improvement without any kind of change to the actual base code of the game itself, which is impressive in its own right. It it is strange to me how Sony has said about all these problems with the the PS3 backwards compatibility, but you can actually play PS3 games on a PS4 because you can stream them from PlayStation Now. Granted, the the service isn't great and you need good, good enough internet to do it, but you can do that (laughs) yeah but see that that goes back to what we've talked about before the ps4 isn't actually processing any of the graphics it's just streaming the data from another device that's doing the processing for it yeah and that's where that comes in as a functionality issue is that you know you set up that buffer of streaming between the hardware that's actually doing all the work and the hardware that's actually receiving all the work and it it kind of works yeah. Kinda. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird situation, definitely. So, um, but yeah, I wonder, yeah, what what's kind of being like planned for for next gen and stuff. I mean, we did do our um, uh, next gen predictions uh, a few weeks back. If you look in the feed, uh, you'll you'll probably find it in there. I think it was the last thing we talked about in that podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I still need to go back and like copy paste that into its own little sort of thing, because uh, it will of course be relevant until these next consoles come out. Um. Yeah, anything else you want to say here? Uh, no, I mean, that's really all I had to talk about. It's more of a, a thought of, it looks like they're both getting into more of the streaming side. Uh, whether or not it's processing or game delivery or anything like that, it's hard telling. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting, and I hope that we don't just, I don't know, fail with it. Because I'm still very skeptical about the whole streaming future, like I said before, but... Um, 
if it, if it works and they come up with something that I haven't thought of, which is entirely possible, of course, then great. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with it. I, you never know what'll work and what won't work until um, you try it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, uh, today's the first day that uh, PC and PS4 players can get into the Fallout 76 beta. Unfortunately for the PC players, there's a weird bug to where the launcher controller program thingy that uh, Bethesda decided to do instead of putting their game through Steam, decided to delete the entire 50 gig download file and this goes back into what we were talking about earlier it's like this i mean they're calling it a beta because it's a clever little acronym but it's not actually a beta you're playing the game it's the whole game and so some pc players had to re-download the entire 50 gig data file to (laughs) play the game yeah uh now as an apology for that uh tomorrow and when i say tomorrow november 2nd they're doing a full day for open access for the PC users, uh, going from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific time. So right. if you were planning on playing the beta on your PC that day, uh, call in sick, take the day off, because you've got <laughs> a lot of time. Yeah, um, And that's not just for PC players for that beta extension. That uh, is for everyone. So PS4 users, Xbox One users, uh, PC users... Uh, we'll be getting a lot more access to the beta, and unfortunately, I can't call in sick because I got to drive out of town tomorrow. So yeah. that's a bummer for me. But I've already gotten a few hours into it, so okay. I'm pretty much cool with what I've gotten. Right. Um, no, that's that's. I mean, it's good sort of compensation in a weird way. Uh, you know, it, it was a free technically thing that you, that you bought, but it's good that. Uh, um, you know, if you accidentally did get your thing deleted, then uh, you can re-download it and uh, play it for a longer period of time. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, but that also gets to my original point of it's not a beta because right. you can't. If you were doing a stress test on that, um, you know, extending that time because if you're actually testing things, then you'd want a time for your analytics to set up and just extending that. Because they were only doing like two to four hour stretches of the the access, and now they're doing a nine hour access. Um, so they 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 could have flipped the switch on this game and just said, "Oh, it's out now." But they're you know, it is what it is, and we'll just enjoy what we got. So yeah, cool. Um, I still don't have much interest myself, and like I said, I just started a uh, new open world sixty probably longer hour game. Uh, Try like a hundred. <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. Um, but uh, hey, if it if it's as good as what I've seen in the first three or four hours, then yeah, I should be should be good with that. Uh, plus, because um, basically the rest of my year is gonna be um, if if the Walking Dead episodes do come out, uh, it'll be those. Uh, the Life is Strange episodes are still obviously coming out. They those don't have release dates yet. Uh, Spyro, I'm planning to play Red Dead, obviously, and then you got the other two. Um, what's called Spider Man DLC stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, that will pretty much take me to the, some point at the end of the year. I mean, we are in November now, so there's only two months left of the year. Uh, and then I've got like a bunch of Switch games I, I still want to kind of play. Like I said, I'm still playing Zelda. Um, I still want to try like Dead Cells and Shovel Knight and Hollow Knight. Uh, there's still Tomb Raider that I want to play and uh, Hit- Hitman uh, 2 or Season 2, whatever they're calling this one. Uh, I think it's well, just Hitman no- 2. 
So yeah, I mean, maybe around January, February, if there's nothing on your list, uh, you know, I could pick it up. You could throw it on your boomerang, and we could do a little co-op thing together. We could. Yeah, I'm, I'm open to that. Sure. Uh, cool. What else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, during a quarterly earnings call on Wednesday, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella revealed that Game Pass is coming to the PC. Uh, as you know, Game Pass is $10 a month, £8 UK, basically yeah. Netflix for games. Uh, but with all the integration that they've been making uh, Xbox and Windows PC as more of like a unified platform, uh, support for Game Pass on PC was inevitable. They just never really officially announced it. Uh, oh. Nadella did mention that it would be coming to the PC at some point. He did not provide specifics about when that would happen. And there's also no word yet as to whether the PC Game Pass would share the same library as the one on Xbox, nor is it, say, if it's a unified thing. So if you buy one pass... Do you get it on Xbox and PC, or is there a separate Game Pass for the Xbox and PC? Uh, they did give an official statement saying, quote, We're committed to ensuring that Xbox Game Pass continues to provide great value and choice to all our fans, which I completely agree with. Yep. Uh, we believe this content and service can play across platforms. Uh, currently, there are a selected number of Xbox Play Anywhere titles in the Game Pass catalog which enables members to play those titles on either an Xbox One or on their Windows 10 PC. Uh, he's talking about, obviously, when you purchase a Play Anywhere title like uh, State of K2 or Forza Horizon 4 or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a lot of opportunity to improve and expand Game Pass into the PC area, but have nothing further to announce at this time. Uh, so they've obviously, this is something they've wanted to do probably for a while. Um, if it is a unified xbox it might be it might be a thing to where they just do a tiered service to where it's like it's 10 bucks a month now to be on xbox maybe it's like 15 to be on xbox and pc Um, because obviously some games that are going to be on pc are not going to be on xbox uh yeah either they don't play well or they just no don't come to the game but they might be part of the game pass so i could see that or you know maybe just increase the price to 15 I hope they don't do something like that, just mm-hmm. to add the PC functionality, because not everybody plays on PC. I mean, you record this podcast on a computer, but you don't play any games on it, so... Yep, yep, that's all uh, left to, to the consoles, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, and the little tablet switch, because it is a tablet, so... <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, it's a very good tablet. Uh, yeah, it's, this is quite interesting. Uh, I did already think that this was available. But apparently it isn't, but it's on its way, so I guess that's kind of good, like, future news. Uh, it's good for David as well. He's mainly a PC gamer. Um, I think he recently traded in his uh, Xbox for a PS4 Pro. So that basically he could have uh, the stronger PS4, and then he could just do the Xbox games on the PC. Which, um, aside from Game Pass, if you do buy, I think it's like State of Decay or some of those other ones, you do get a code for PC anyway, so that's pretty good. Um, I guess in terms of price, like obviously if you go and buy Forza Horizon 4 and State of K2, that's going to cost you more money than the Game Pass, so there's a, like the price thing there. Um, but yeah, I, I would think, in terms of like the availability for games, I would think that it would focus more on the, the first party stuff or second party stuff, uh, like the, the Forzas and State of Decay and Gears and Halo and that sort of stuff. And maybe uh, because like on PC you still have Steam and stuff, um, maybe if, like, maybe Steam says something about, like, 
that those games are also on there, so maybe... Uh, do, do you get what I mean? Because they're already on a platform on that machine, mm-hmm. so it would maybe, like, in- interfere with that slightly. So maybe some of the, like, um, extra third-party games you could get on there, so, like Left 4 Dead or something, for for random example, um, might not be on there because it's, uh, it's not a Microsoft game, maybe, or, or an Xbox exclusive, rather. Um, so maybe they would do something like that because those games are, are on Steam and you won't get like Halo on Steam because it's the Xbox exclusive but it's on like the Microsoft store so yeah I mean there's already a lot of games that aren't Microsoft exclusives that are part of the Game Pass yeah um, I mentioned uh, Graveyard Keeper which is a game that I played a ton of when I had my Game Pass which has since expired uh, that's not an Xbox exclusive I'm looking that up now to see who actually makes that uh... yeah yeah, with with like Steam having some of those games already, I wonder if there'll be like a license conflict of of some kind. Yeah, it's hard to tell. It was developed by Lazy Bear Games and published by Tiny Build. Okay, but it is uh, part of the Xbox uh, Game Pass, so cool. you never know. I mean, it's one of those things that until they actually give the official statement and the official announcement, uh, you never know what's gonna do. Yeah, that's just my guess for the availability situation. So, uh, mm-hmm. cool. What else would you like to talk about? Uh, well, the last news item that I had to talk about is going back to streaming. Uh, there's a bunch of new changes coming to Mixer, and they've dubbed it uh, Mixer Season 2. Huh. Uh, so the big things that are coming out that, uh, first is what's called skills. Um, skills are a way for viewers that can interact with a stream uh, beyond a mixed play game interaction. Uh, skills allow a viewer to send animated fireworks, GIFs, and other effects into the chat of a stream. Uh, so you got to imagine that's going to get a little bit nutty on those more popular streams with uh, very active chats. Yeah, if they're not crazy enough already. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, the second is the sparks that you earn by just watching a stream or being a streamer yourself are now going to be part of the uh, uh, sponsorship currency. Uh, Mixer doesn't have ads yet. Uh, Microsoft and the Mixer community support streamers financially uh, through donations. But with the Sparks, uh, that's going to be a way for you to donate to your favorite streamer. And the best part is is that uh, you you get Sparks by watching. So you can actually donate to them without actually spending any money. Uh, So the streamers will receive a real money payout when hitting certain milestones of... uh, um, their stream in the amount of sparks that they collect from other uh, viewers. Uh, the specifics aren't listed on the article, but you got to figure that'll be somewhere on Mixer's homepage. Cool. So eventually you'll be able to donate money to Robert while he streams, which will be uh, uh, pretty cool. Um, you can already donate to us on Patreon, obviously. Uh, just kind of throwing it out there. Um, you technically can, obviously, if you, if you do it at the lowest tier anyway, you get your ad-free podcast. Uh, but I won't include too much of it here because that's in the in, that's in the uh, little ad thing that we do at the start anyway um yeah it's it's cool that mixer is is doing some more stuff um i feel like they've been kind of quieter with some of mm-hmm. their updates and, and things obviously like if you if you're working in the background for six eight months and then you come out and say hey we've been working on all this stuff then it's like oh now it makes sense as to what you've been kind of doing um, I mean, they're already integrated with with Microsoft and with the Xbox itself because uh, you can't get it on 
um, like Switch or uh, PS4. So because it's a Xbox exclusive thing, uh, it's weird. That it's funny to have a streaming platform that's exclusive to a console. But um, I guess you know, if that's the deal, then then that's the deal as well. Uh, but well, it's one of those things. Do you want to, you know, be part of somebody else's platform, or do you right. want to create your own? Yeah. Uh, so as a mixer streamer, what's uh, what's this like to you? Uh, well, it's one of those things that it doesn't really affect me a whole lot. I mean, I am a streamer, but I don't tend to get a lot of viewers on my stream just because I don't really have a fixed channel mm-hmm. and I don't play the quote-unquote popular games. I'm not on Fortnite. I'm not on COD Blops. I'm not on any of those. So I do it more for my own edification than really anything else. Would I like to be a, a paid streamer that earned my living? Yeah, I would. But I'm not holding my breath for that to happen. Okay. Yeah, maybe one day on the uh, podcast side. We're doing fairly well over there. So, uh, and you and David and Sophie and Chris are very much still a part of it. So, um, yeah, one one day that that will happen as well. So, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't have too much else to say on that. So, I should we move on from that? Oh, that's all the news articles I've got. I know you've got a bunch. Yeah. Uh, so to bring back a segue from earlier which I did not create, but I now will. Uh, speaking of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you can now go back to the beginning of the Assassin's Creed franchise, the long-running series, uh, because this month's Games with Gold uh, include Assassin's Creed, the, the, the first one. Uh, so on Xbox 360, starting November 1st, Assassin's Creed, which is simply named Assassin's Creed, uh, will be free for Xbox Live Gold members until the 15th. Uh, then November 16th, Xbox Live Gold members can download Dante's Inferno until the 30th. On the Xbox One side, you can get Battlefield 1, uh, and you can also get a game called Race the Sun, which is the like unknown game from this list that you, you kind of get every month. Uh, so yeah, interesting little selection. Um, we weirdly have a, a question related to Battlefield 1 in the, the emails today, so we'll get to that in a bit. Um, but what what do you think of these choices? Uh, interesting choices. Any Battlefield is a kind of a huge game to put up as a free-to-play. Yeah. Hopefully, everybody that's listened to this uh, is active in online communities, and they found out that the Battlefield 1 Premier Pass was a free purchase, but it was only purchasable for free for one day on October 31st. So if it's something that you were able to, if, that you knew about and were able to grab, you know, hey, bonus points to you. If not, uh, it's kind of a bummer that you got missed out on it, but it's not unexpected that they did that. You know, right. Or rather, didn't tell anybody, everybody about it because I only knew about it because it popped up in one of my Facebook feeds. So, hmm. Okay, and now you can also play the game for free if you have a subscription. So, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, what about Race the Sun? Have you ever seen that before? I uh, literally know nothing about it, but I'm people that are fans of the podcast know I love my racing games, so I'll definitely try it a little bit at least. Cool. Uh, Assassin's Creed? What about that? For I mean, it's a good way to get into the series. Uh, might try it. Um, I mean, I played two. I played three. I played a little bit of four. Uh, always a possibility. You never know. Cool. Uh, so I've played all of them apart from... I mean, I did talk about this in my uh, Odyssey review, which is coming out uh, next week. Um, but I played all of them apart from Rogue. played the uh, the 2D ones as well, China, India, and Russia, which I thought were really good and kind of refreshing. And then uh, 
finished all of Origins and didn't quite finish Odyssey, but I know the ending, so that's roughly my history, which is quite a lot of the series, so that's 90% of the games, or 95% of the games. Uh, I, I also didn't play the Liberation one on Vita, because I, I just, yeah, it was just whatever. <laughs> um, not, not to take anything away from it, it might have been good, it might have been bad, I don't actually know, so. Uh, but it doesn't feel quite, like, relevant to the series anymore, so I don't know if I need to go back and play that one. Uh, yeah, Dante's Inferno never really interacted with it at all. I don't really know much about it. I know it's like a uh, kind of a, a bit of a horror-esque game. I'm not sure. What about you? Well, Dante's Inferno is a play. It's about a character going to the different levels of hell. So, you know, very morbid, very gothic. Right. Um, isn't that the I'm trying to remember. Isn't that the game that they got in trouble with because they wanted to do, like, for each level of hell was like one of the the seven deadly sins, and then they got in trouble for doing like something with a lust theme, and that it, it went like predictably bad. Of you know, hey, show us how you do lust, and then bad things happened. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to remember if that's that game or if that's some other game, and I'm just confusing the two. Okay, maybe yeah, it might be. Um, this was like a long time ago. This was like a good seven, eight years ago. Hmm. Yeah, I don't quite remember. So, uh, but that's your Xbox, yeah, Xbox One, uh, free games for the month of November. PS Plus, I'll simply mention the PS4 games, Yakuza, Kiwami, and Bulletstorm. There's, of course, remastered, HD, I'm not quite sure what the deal with that is, um, version for PS4. It's not a backwards compatible version, it's a, uh, current gen re- redone version, whether you want to call it a remaster or... Or remake is I, I don't know, um, but that's the PS4 version for Bulletstorm. You've talked about that game in the past a few times. Yeah, it's kind of a goofy fun. I mean, every now and then you just need a goofy fun mindless shooter, and that one definitely takes the cake. So if you've got um, PlayStation the subscription for the year, definitely pick that up. You're going to want to play that game. <laughs> Sorry, it's a lot of fun. Cool. Uh, and Yakuza Kiwami, I did play Yakuza Zero, which is apparently actually a bad place to start. Uh, but I just couldn't really get into it. There's nothing wrong with the game. I found the, I found the combat to be fun, but a little bit, just like silly at points. Because I was like bashing a guy over the head with things that would kill you straight away, and I would have to hit him several more times. I know it's the kind of like crazy combat, sort of fighting thing that they have. But um, and yeah, the story didn't really grab me that much either, and I found the story to be a bit slow. Uh, but I, I know a lot of people really like the game. I know Max Scoville from IGN really likes this series. Uh, and he said that he said that Kiwami is the place that you should start. He said that you should play uh, Kiwami uh, 1 and then uh, play that through to, to the 6th one. And then he said you can play the prequel like if you want to sort of thing. So uh, yeah, t- take from, from that what you will. Uh, I don't have any more history really with the franchise. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with the game, I just didn't get into it, so. Uh, speaking of more PS4 exclusive stuff, uh, Medieval, which is the remaster, or remake, whatever you want to call it, uh, of the original PS1 game, uh, is going to be coming out in 2019, it got a new trailer this week, it was on Halloween actually, it got the new trailer, uh, it looks very, very cool, it looks really good, um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty excited for that. How about you? Uh, I mean, it's not a game I've ever really played, but like right. I said before, if it's something that 
a lot of people wanted and a lot of people were like really psyched up and amped up for you know more power to you yeah i mean it's for, for me personally it's one of those like uh you know how i have this sort of playstation blind spot which is like there's a lot of these older games i i really want to play and stuff uh of course crash and spyro uh, getting remastered, so I've I've played, obviously played Crash and uh, Spyro's coming out soon, so that's going to be good to kind of explore those games. Uh, and then Medieval's kind of joining those two in the sort of P- PS1 uh, remaster um, selection, so it's going to be uh, hopefully really good. So, speaking of which, we totally completely missed it, but they uh, posted the full lineup for the PS1 Classic. Did I you did see that? Miss that. Uh, I do have it on my. Um phone i remember i took a screenshot of it yeah just going through it real quick i got the list here final fantasy 7 jumping flash ridge racer 4 tekken 3 wild arms battle arena Shinden, cool borders 2 derby destruction uh the original gta intelligence cube metal gear solid mr dribber driller odd world abe's odyssey rayman resident evil director's cut revelations persona uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, and Twisted Metal. Okay, I have Wild, wild Arms on my on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is there anything from that lineup that stands out to you? Uh, Twisted Metal, I know, was one that uh, everybody was is really going to be happy to see, because I know that was a really popular franchise back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, some of those, there's a lot of fighting games on there, which is kind of odd, because hmm. those tend not to age well. I guess, yeah, kind of. Um, to me, Rayman sticks out, uh, Old World Abe's Odyssey, I think that's the first one. Um, yeah, I think Exodus is the second one. Um, the first Abe did get a remaster, it was called New and Tasty. Mm-hmm. I think it was just called Oddworld New and Tasty. They are still doing the, uh, uh, was it Soulstorm or Soulsborn uh, game that, that, that they're coming out with. There's very little information out for that at the moment, but that's basically going to be the remaster of the second one. And the difference there is um, with the second game, they only had nine months to develop it. And uh, the the developer in charge, uh, the lead developer on the game, said that this remaster is going to be the original version, the original vision. Sorry, they had uh, for, for the idea for the game, um, and not a not necessarily a remaster for the um, actual normal release. So it's gonna because he said like because we had the nine month deadline, they weren't able to do this other version they wanted to do but they're going to be able to do that on you know new consoles with this one so that sounds pretty good as well um they're both available on the ps vita uh if you look in the ps1 classics uh section um but no really like those games i really liked the uh, new and tasty stuff uh new and tasty um game that they, they had come out uh that was pretty good as well uh, and i'm looking forward to this i think it's called Soulstorm or something uh, whenever that comes out, that that might just be like a random reveal at an E3 or a, uh, Game Awards or something. Um, we uh, we we don't know. Uh, Rayman is a, is another kind of PlayStation blind spot for me uh, that, that I want to go back and sort of of play. Uh, same with Metal Gear Solid. They had the yeah the first one on here. I'm interested in that as well. Um, 
What else? Final Fantasy 7? Not really. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 1? Uh, I mean, they're good selections, but they're not going to be what I'm looking at. Uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut? It's interesting they chose the Director's Cut, because they had the... Um, was it just a HD re-release on, on PS4 that they did? I remember I did that for a Halloween stream last year, or 2016, that, that I did that. I want to say they did, but I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I, m- I remember they did it because I-, I played it. But I think that was just like a HD re-release. I think it wasn't like a necessarily remaster sort of thing. I, d- I can't remember the-, the exact deal with that. Um, Twisted Metal, yeah, a lot of people, like you said, have-, have been asking for that. So I think it's a good list. There's a few games that I've just kind of never heard of sort of thing. Um, a lot of people said, why aren't Crash and Spyro on this list? And I said... Because they're remastered on PS4. And you don't really need them. On this list. Uh, same as with Medieval. That's getting a remaster. So you don't need that on there either. Um, what do you think of those not being on the list? I mean there's always going to be games. That people swear should be in there. And, yeah. not, and are not. So Yeah. I just think because you know they've remastered in better versions. On new consoles that you probably already own. Uh, that there's not much point in them being on this. I get it, they're like PlayStation Classics and stuff, very much so, but you don't need them on there, really. Um, mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the lineup that they got. It's out in December as well for $99, $100, which I think 99, is about, $99 US, so... Yeah, uh, which is about £80, so that's pretty good. Uh, let me pull up another article I have here about... Um, there's a new game coming from the Inside developers. Of course, Inside was my uh, game of the year for 2017. No, not 2017. 2016. Because 2017 was uh, uh, Insane Trilogy, Trilogy for Crash. That was my game of the year that year. Uh, yeah, the year before it must have been then. 2016 for uh, Inside. Um, so yeah, Limbo and Inside um, developers' next game is much more open. This is from PushSquare.com. Uh, and the subtitle is Heading Outside. So it says, uh, indie developer Playdead uh, has only released two games, Limbo and Inside. Both are bleak, fairly short 2D adventures, and they're both brilliant. That I can agree with. Uh, we know the studio's next game is in production. That was confirmed a year or so ago, I want to say. Uh, but other than that, it's, uh, other than it having more of a sci-fi slant than its predecessors, we've heard very little about it. However, thanks to Danish multimedia site DR, I think that's being listed as a short name for something else, uh, we now have some small clues about the direction, uh, the new game is heading. Playdead's, um, Aunt Jensen... Um, that might be how you say that name, has told the publication that the follow-up to Inside will be quite different, uh, stating it'll be set in a much bigger environment, and it sounds like it may ditch the uh, 2D as well. If you can forgive some Google Translate uh, wobbles, here's what uh, new. Here's what he says about the new title. Quote, it will be a little bigger um, game than the other two, it becomes much more open, and it... Uh, then it becomes a third-person game uh, with a much larger area than you can uh, that you can move around in. Uh, Jensen continues, it's a sci-fi adventure in the universe, but it draws on the same feelings as the other two games. So it becomes small, uh, malocky, malockily, 
Um, it sounds like it will be more of an expansive adventure with a similarly dark tone, but that's all we can glean from this interview. But with two excellent games under its belt, we're definitely interested to know about Playdead's future projects. And I can agree with that as well. Uh, how about you? Would you agree with those two statements? Yeah, I mean, outside of uh, the obvious you know, translation glitches, uh, right. <laughs> I can absolutely agree with that. Um, it's definitely something that, well, I don't know that I'm going to play when it comes out. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it and see what happens with it. Yeah, um, so we spoke uh, maybe a month or so ago about like you know our favorite developers and all that kind of stuff. Um, Playdead's definitely one of them for me. Uh, of course, they made one of my games of the years for 2016. Uh, Limbo as well was great in the year that that came out. Um, I couldn't tell you like my game of the year from from that year necessarily, like off the top of my head. Um, but I enjoyed both games thoroughly. I uh, loved all like the mystery and stuff that they did, and it it just seems like they're trying to do trying to keep like similar themes, like you kind of said. But they just want to try something slightly different, uh, which I get, I would say is like a welcome change, but it's not one that like they i feel like they have to do if if they were to say like okay we're gonna make something very similar to inside limbo and it's gonna be the same thing i would still probably enjoy that because i've already enjoyed that twice but um i like that they're he's saying at least that he wants to attempt something different he wants to like go with something a bit bigger uh maybe the game might also be longer as well which would be very good um so yeah i'm i'm all in for it of course uh and if it, you know I, the other two games are sci-fi in a sense i mean inside is a bit more sci-fi than limbo because limbo is more based in just like forests and there's just not much not much else in there because of like all the mystery of where you are and stuff um but with inside they like you know added some color stuff and um made it a bit sort of how how would you just because <sighs> limbo is like kind of flat 2d and then inside is not like 2.5d like the assassin's creed games but it's like a more open kind of 2D. I don't know what the exact term is that I'm that I'm thinking of. Uh, 2.5D is 2. what 5D. I usually hear. Yeah, it's it's a bit like sort of Abe in that way, where it's not like this completely flat sort of thing, um, uh, and that sort of thing. So yeah, if they're gonna attempt something bigger and and more ambitious and and slightly different, then uh, I'm open to that as well. So um, yeah, there's nothing else really to go off. We don't have a date or a name or or a trailer or anything to go off. Uh, but hopefully it'll be out in a couple of years. And uh, we'll see what they got for us. So, uh, anything else you want to say here? Or should we move on? Uh, we can move on. Cool. Uh, so, that's that one. Um, shifting slightly over to TV, uh, we got our first look at Henry Cavill. Or Cavill. Cavill? Henry Cavill? Yeah, Henry Cavill mm-hmm. as uh, as Geralt himself. He's going to be playing Geralt in the Netflix Witcher series. We already know that. They've been doing a bunch of casting this week. Uh, they also casted um, Anna Schaefer as Triss. Um, not many people seem to know who she is. I know who she is myself. Uh, she has she was on Hollyoaks for I want to say three to five years, maybe four years. I'll say four years. Um, and she played uh, Ruby on that, and she 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 left and uh, went to Spain and stuff. Um, so it's it's going to be cool to see her back on on TV. Um, I did see her in some Doctor Who episodes. I think it was that class spinoff that they did. If you remember that, it got. Uh... Sarah Jane Chronicles or something else? No, there was a spin-off a couple of years ago. It was very short-lived. It was five episodes and it got cancelled. Uh, but it was called Class and she was in that. That was the last thing I saw her in. 
Uh, but she's going to be joining the series as well. Um, but yeah, Henry Cavill, what do you think of his look as Geralt? Did you did you manage to see the video? Yeah, I did see that initial test video, and he yeah. looks so much like Geralt. It's not even funny. I mean, it's practically the same person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like they almost modeled that Geralt after him. So Yeah, um, so I think what they're intending with this series is to do like... Younger, younger versions of the, or slightly younger versions of all the characters, so that I guess they can like build on the series for a few years. Which, if this is going to be like a five to eight season run or something, uh, that will be pretty good for that as well. Uh, some people pointed out like he hasn't got the beard or the scars yet, but maybe they'll add that like within the story at some point. Uh, and again, this is like a first look test footage sort of thing, so it's not going to be like this isn't necessarily what he's going to look like in the final thing. Um, going back to my previous thoughts, I remember when they said that he was cast as Geralt, and I, I didn't, like, put him down or anything like that, and I, I basically just said, like, I just don't see him when I look at him. I see him more now when I see, you know, the, the long hair and him dressed more in that sort of, th- it, that sort of character. Uh, I still see Henry Cavill, obviously, but I don't, the good thing for me is I don't see Superman when I look at him, uh, dressed as, as, as Geralt, which is great as well, because some people have said, like, in... With some TV shows and games that they they look at a certain character and they can't help but see someone else that they've played in the past. Um, so yeah, it would have been a little bit off-putting if I'd have like looked at him as Geralt and still seen some Superman in there, but I I don't, which is good as well. Um, so well, after the whole uh, Justice League mustache thing, right. I'm happy that you know <laughs> if if they don't feel like they can pull the beard off, I'm I'm okay with that. So I guess so. Yeah. Uh, d- I mean, depends if he is done as Superman, which we still don't really have a confirmation on. It's kind of up in the air. Same with Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, I wonder, like, if he comes out and says, "Okay, he is done with Superman," if they can just he can just go full on with the Witcher sort of thing. I don't know. Like, because um, I know he was in uh, uh, Mission Impossible recently. I don't know if he died in that film or not. I haven't seen it myself. Uh, so maybe if if there's like more there for him to do as well, he could he could do some of that stuff. But um, yeah, what what do you think of Henry Cavill's kind of future? What do you want to see him sort of stick uh, to? Honestly, I'd just be happy with him to have the project that he's just at the end of it. He's like, I'm really glad I did that. Cause, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if that's all we get out of it, I mean, good or bad, if he's just like, yes, this is where I wanted to go, and I'm glad that I went there. I'm I'm okay with that. So cool. Yeah, me too. Um, and if that isn't Superman, or I, I don't know, um, I feel like he's got a brighter future as as Geralt because of kind of the state that DC EU is in. Um, so I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. And the last thing I have to talk about, apart from some emails, which we will talk about in a minute, uh, there is a rumor of a patch. Uh, patch one. Uh, it's version one point one for Konami's PT. Uh, and it renders the game unplayable. You basically can't open it. Uh, there was a, a user on Reddit who reported this. Because uh, obviously he's probably got his uh, instant downloads. Uh, or automatic downloads on. Uh, he must have seen the file update. And then seen the game was uh, not playable. Um, some other people have checked <coughs> their versions of PT. And they said that they haven't had a problem. Uh, IGN did report this story. And they said that uh, they tried consoles in, in the office. And they didn't have the problem. So I don't know what the, the situation is. Um, but if it's true, then what are you doing, Konami? If it's not true, then uh, hopefully this guy gets his uh, version of PC sorted. So it's a it's a weird situation. Um, what do you think of it? 
I've since I've not owned a PS4 and I've not really gotten into that whole P you know PT thing. Right. I really couldn't really say anything on that. So. Okay. Um. But yeah, lots of people said like. I mean, Brian McCaffrey particularly, because I think he was the one that shared the article that I saw. Um, he said, like, you know, this demo that Konami have actually got out for it, it's not costing them any money or doing anything. Uh, some people pointed out it was weird that this happened on Halloween. Uh, it might just be the case that it's this one guy's console and it's some weird thing for him. I don't know. But to have PT update in any kind of way is still very odd. That game was cancelled 2015 or 2016, so it's been a couple of years. So, yeah, I don't know what the situation is. It's very strange, but uh, I don't know why they would update the game in the first place. Unless it was to bring it back, which probably won't happen. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, cool, so that's all the stuff we have to talk about. But we do have two emails, so we'll answer those in a minute. But if you'd like to send yours in, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org is where you can send your emails. Uh, Twitter is at eTalkUK, there's the Facebook group and the Facebook page. Uh, there's also an email form, you can fill out on the website, just put in your email and your comment in there, that will get sent to me as well. Justin says, uh, was great to see a guest on last week's podcast, I agree. Uh, what, what did you think of Chase last week? It was a lot of fun having yeah. a third person on there. It's always a little tough uh, managing, talking back and forth when there's three people that can't that don't look at each other. So Right. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, it was really good fun to have Chase on last week. If you missed the podcast, uh, it's of course the previous episode, uh, so you can check that out as well if you want to. And then yeah, follow him, uh, his podcast, the Next to Nothing podcast as well. Uh, if you could pick anyone to join uh, the two of you, who would it be? Um, I there's a lot of like journalists that I I like that that I would be happy to join us. You know, Colin. Uh, Greg, uh, Brian Altano from IGN. I, I really like his his stuff and some of his opinions and, th- and things like that. Uh, I think I could have an interesting conversation with him about like the Bloodborne games and stuff because I've always tried to like attempt to get into them but never have, and he like loves them. So I would like I would I, I would quite like to have a conversation about that with him. Um, yeah, it's just a, always a series that like I've tried each sort of iteration, if you will. Uh, but just never kind of got the grasp of it, but I've always really wanted to. So uh, I'd like to talk to him about that. So um, how about you? Is there anyone you'd like to, to join? Oh, yeah. I mean, anybody from the uh, What's Good Game cast, yeah. all three of them are a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, if I was going to go with like a streamer, maybe uh, Ryan Arvaez Jr., just because he's probably, I mean, he's not the most popular in terms of like sheer numbers, but if you look at the, you know, somebody that's just, you know, kind of like set their own path and just, you know, walked away from a very popular group just to do their own thing. That's impressive in and of its own right. So, yeah, um, I want to say Jonathan Dornbush as well. He's recently become uh, the host of Podcast Beyond. He did a really good episode last week with Greg Miller. Uh, and that was that was pretty special to, to go and listen to that. You know, the the, the kind of veteran uh former uh host joined like the the new guy it's uh it was pretty good to listen to as well uh but he really likes crash bandicoot so obviously we could have a conversation there uh so yeah if you had me you um uh jonathan and uh brian we could have some good conversations uh is there anyone like with similar tastes to you that you would like on Actually, if somebody had a similar taste to me, I wouldn't want them on because I okay. don't think that gives you an interesting enough conversation. You need a little bit of diversity of thought in order to uh, 
get things going. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, if I was to pick some females, because I guess I haven't picked any, uh, I agree the the What's Good Games uh, ladies, Andrea, uh, Brittany, and uh, Steimer, Christine Steimer, I think is the, the third one. Who is the one that left that podcast? Uh, Alexa? I, Alexa Ray Alexa left Ray. it, yeah. Yeah, because um, um, she went to work with uh, Nintendo, so. Mm-hmm. And as much as I like to have them on, I don't know if I can control myself if Christine Steimer is on because she and Greg Miller used to date for a while. And so there'd be like so many questions that I know she wouldn't answer that I'd okay. want to ask. Cool. Uh, yeah, they used to, to date as well, which is interesting. Um, yeah, so I guess that yeah, I guess that kind of answers that question. Uh, Tracy says, uh, underrated and overrated. I'll pick Halo 5 as underrated and Battlefield 5 as uh, underrated as well. So I guess she's got two choices. Uh, well, good news. You can play the game you think is underrated for free on Xbox this month. Um, Halo 5, I want to know, Tracy, if you're referring to the single player or the multiplayer. Because I think there are very different qualities in uh, Halo 5. I don't think the story is very good at all. But I think the multiplayer is really solid. It's a very weird game where, like... Um, the community of that game was like, hey, let's let's not talk about that story and that Agent Lock guy. Let, let's talk about the arena battles and all this cool multiplayer stuff and, and things like that. And then it was funny to see Microsoft kind of like not push it for the story after that. And they were like, hey, do this new like arena battles and, and all that kind of thing. Which is good that they were like pushing towards the thing people liked, which was the multiplayer stuff. And they were updating it and that. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, let, let us know if you think you're t- if you're talking about the multiplayer or the or the single player or just Halo Five as a package. I'm not sure. Uh, Battlefield One is underrated. I mean, it was a great game. I really enjoyed it a lot, uh, and it was it was very like short and sweet. The, you had like these little I think one hour campaigns, and there were like four or five of them. So you just kind of did these little chapters and stuff, which was great, but not in like a telltale episodic sense. You could go into the next one uh, whenever you wanted. I think you could pick what one you wanted i can't remember if you had to like unlock the next one uh but that was pretty good as well uh what do you think of her choices yeah i mean i can understand that uh a lot of people had issues with the uh, halo 5 storyline i didn't finish it (laughs) so um i was like i said before i've never really been a big shooter guy myself um and then having the story shift away tonally from one person to a squad of people uh, just made it a little bit harder to keep up with the storyline as as for a point of interest. So um, past that, uh, you know, I never played the other games, so you really couldn't comment on it. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, that's it for this week's podcast. We talked about everything, which is great. Uh, yeah, if you'd like to, um, do you have anything else you want to add to anything before I wrap up? Or no, that's pretty much it. Cool. Uh, so if you'd like to follow all the rest or find the rest of the content, entertainmenttalk.org is where you can find it. Uh, of course, there's the iTunes feeds, the podcast platform of your choice. Just search for Entertainment Talk or the uh, name of the show that you want to listen to for us. Uh, or you can, I, I f- forgot to sort of bring this up in the last couple of weeks. Um, if you click on the podcast, podcast drop-down menu and click on the iTunes feed post, uh, you can find that in there and then just click on the name of the show you want and that will take you to the iTunes feed. So that's a good kind of shortcut way of, of doing that as well. So, uh, And a lot of people have been using that as well, which is which is really good. Uh, plus, I can also track which show you click on, so I know like which is uh, some of the more popular ones. Um, and yeah, Classic Reviews has had a lot of uh, traffic towards it, which is great. 
uh, as well. And uh, traffic continues continues to go up as well uh, in the last couple of weeks. So thank you, thank you very much, everyone who is who is listening. We do really, really appreciate you. Uh, and uh, it's great that we've been able to retain the numbers as well. So uh, yeah, tell you tell your friends, family, all those people, and uh, we can continue to grow. Hopefully, uh, if you would like to. Sorry, it like you would say something. Yeah, I, I just remembered. Uh, don't forget that this Saturday, my friend uh, Donald is going to be doing his charity stream on Twitch. I will put the link to his Twitch page on the Facebook page. So if you're looking cool. to do a charity thing, we, he's got a lot of people uh, coming in for that. He is uh, part of a uh, Overwatch team, and he also does like Overwatch recaps for the league. Because uh, he's real, he's a really personal guy, and he's really good on the mic. Uh, and he's starting actually to get gigs doing that, so that could go somewhere with somewhere else. But anyway, we're going to be doing a stream. It's not going to be Overwatch exclusively. Uh, we're going to have a lot of games. I'm trying to talk him into doing a uh, a drinking game with either Quiplash or uh, Fibbage, mm-hmm. which could get really, really good or <laughs> really, really good bad, depending on how it goes. Uh, but I'll put the link for that for his Twitch page, and and then I'll be on it probably like 10 p.m. Saturday night. It really kind of depends on how soon I get out of my second job. Okay, cool. Uh, so look for that in the that's the Facebook group that you'll post that in. Yeah, because that's usually where you uh, post things like that. So yeah, that's the easiest place for me to post stuff. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so check that out as well. Of course, links to everything is in the show notes as always. Uh, but if you'd like to support what we are doing here, uh, patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk. That's where you can go and redeem rewards for reviews of your choice. Uh, Amazon affiliate link. If you'd like to shop on Amazon uh, for any of your holiday games or, or any of that kind of stuff, there's a bunch of games coming out, of course. So if you'd like to buy some of those for yourself or people for Christmas or whatever the, whatever the situation is, uh, please consider using our affiliate link. That's where you can do the shopping on Amazon. Uh, we will get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. And it's just your normal Amazon, so that's great as well. Uh, iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe to the feeds that you are intending to use. That will help us out as well. They're also on Spotify, so keep that in mind as well. Uh, the, the main entertainment talk feed isn't on Spotify. It said that it was already on there, which I don't remember putting that on there. But uh, the other individual feeds are all on there as well, so that's great as well. Uh, word of mouth, please tell your friends, family, people, people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. They can come and discover it from them for themselves. Uh, and uh, hopefully enjoy the content as well. Um, if you'd like to watch me and Robert play various different video games, of course we've been talking a lot in this podcast about Mixer and Twitch and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Robert's got a streaming channel on uh, Mixer and I've got one on Twitch. Uh, David's got one on Twitch as well through uh, Geek Town, so you can check those out. Uh, and I'd usually wrap the show up here, but I just wanted to mention one little thing. Uh, which is that yesterday, uh, Crash Bandicoot 3 had its 20th anniversary, or its 20th birthday, uh, and I just want to say that, uh, yeah, it's really, really good that, uh, the, 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 or it's really kind of fun that the, the game had its birthday yesterday, it's kind of odd that it was on Halloween, I didn't actually know the release date, if I'm to, to tell the truth, I guess, um, I know the other games came out, uh, like 1994 and 96, I think, uh, yeah, Crash Bandicoot 3 to me is uh, the best in the trilogy, well, but probably the best in the series because the series unfortunately goes a bit downhill after those games. Uh, Crash Team Racing is great as well, but it's kind of, you know, the kart racer of the series, so it can't really be compared in the same way. Um, and yeah, I also think it's probably the best platformer I've, I've ever played. Uh, you, all, you guys all know how I feel about Crash, so I don't need to talk about it too much. 
Um, but yeah, it's really cool to see that the the game had its birthday yesterday as well. So uh, that's quite fun. Um, yeah, that is now everything for this week. Thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.